been having a lot of conversations about conferences lately. And I've also been meeting a lot of developers in person, which is odd. By my standards, it's odd even before the pandemic happened. And now as people are sort of more relaxed around the pandemic, good or bad, it's a thing that can happen again. I think it's increasingly happening for me. And it's a little bit weird, but I think I like it. Cool. There are conferences coming up that people are talking about. Uh, one that I'm talking to my team about mostly is off into like March or April, I think. ElixirConf EU in Lisbon. But we're planning on a cool Europe trip and uh, uh, dropping in there and doing something with it, considering submitting something for a speaking opportunity as well. We'll see. And that's something nerve-wracking right there. But I've also met developers in my local area. Not my localist area, because my localist area is an absolute little village of a rural, rural town. But Dvarberg, which is the town that's closest to me, small city by Swedish standards. Turns out there are developers there. I expected there would be, but I didn't know they actually had any place to congregate. Turns out there is a Discord, and it's actually pretty reasonable. So I ended up running a, an Elixir meetup sort of thing with a bunch of them like a month and a half ago or so. And that was super fun. So like five people of us just jabbering on about Elixir. Enjoy that. And then there was a general invite for uh, an after work where uh, one or two of the companies joined up and sponsored all the beer. So I went to that. That was this Tuesday. So two days ago. That was a very nice evening. And apparently I've already made a splash as Elixir Lars. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm visible. But it, it was fun. Uh, and it was fun to get a chance to talk to a bunch of developers, even though almost none of them do anything that I'm super into. Like, it's a lot of .NET, but I mean, that can change. Do you enjoy meeting developers in real life? Yeah, but it was a long time ago now. No, it wasn't. We had a dinner where you met one developer. <laughs> Aside from me, I don't okay. count. I met one developer. Yeah, that was fun. But the funny thing about that was that I met him at a Python meetup before that. And I think I met him at some functional programming meetup too so that's kind of cool but before that it was a long time if you don't count <laughs> the the my fellow students at chalmers of course so yeah i enjoy meeting developers if i'm really lucky they are people who understand what i say uh, and that's good uh, so i can do the really strange assembly jokes or something yeah and i suppose it's meeting developers is one way to increase one's luck surface area i think i think it certainly is uh, like developers are not necessarily your best sort of source for leads and future prosperity for for a business like mine but it doesn't hurt <laughs> so like having a network the day you need to look for a new job having met people is very very powerful yeah in that regard and speaking to them. If you've only met them and sort of didn't have a conversation, odds are they'll forget you or not be all that inclined to sort of work with you in the future because there's no particular connection there. But if you've had a bit of a conversation, that changes that calculus a fair bit. But you were at Codebeam. I was. It was also a developer meeting occasion, even if it was like a year ago. Yeah, it was good though. Yeah. I had great fun. Met lots of people, talked to some of them, 
I think the most colorful person I met that I didn't have any clue about before was the dude from, uh, I think it was from Southern England from from the beginning, Mm. who worked for some battery company and talked very fast. Yeah, he could do a conversation. He did not necessarily need participants. I think he needed an audience, but he had a lot of interesting things to say. Absolutely. So that was interesting. I'll say hi to him again if I run into him. I think a more (laughs) useful thing or something. God, I put my brain into some kind of slow mode now. I suppose I really want to hibernate. (laughs) But... I think regular meetups, local meetups are a really good thing to meet the local uh, developers or, and people who want to learn things about development. I went to the Python meetups for some years before I just stopped for some reason. Um, that was really good. Got introduced to uh, TDD because one of the the people who did the Python meetups was really into TDD and test-driven development is interesting have you encountered that maybe that's not a nice question to ask yeah i mean test-driven development is very very often discussed around elixir because tdd was such a big deal in ruby yeah because it was really easy to pick up build a big ball of mud in ruby yep i think people found that tdd really helped to avoid some of that because it forced you to build things that are testable and you discovered a pain of untestable code early in that process because you <laughs> you sort of design your your code by writing the tests or you at least define your API and then it's like but how do I mock this part out and that question becomes a very early question so it goes straight into the design in that regard I think TDD is quite nice I don't practice it religiously. I don't practice a lot of things religiously. And maybe I should, but yeah. I also wonder how many of those tests are you supposed to keep? (laughs) Some. Some. Okay, yeah, then, okay. Yeah, not all of them. Got it. Yeah, it's one of those, you know it when you see it. You need to get like lots of experience and stuff to know which ones to keep and why. And you can, of course, keep all of them, but over time you risk also building up a very heavy test suite i guess yeah if you keep all of them you need to throw some away now and then garbage collection is what it's yeah, called absolutely <laughs> or composting <laughs> <laughs> if you use some framework like lettuce or cucumber composting becomes very natural composting is probably a better term for garbage collecting because it's not like you you really remove the memory space but i guess uh, the idea is that you clear up the garbage that was left there so what would a proper garbage collector be oh that would be one of those um there's some particular types of memory that degrade over time really when power is missing i don't recall i don't think it's general for ram but i think it's it's common in other ways like numbed like the flash drives it might be i i don't i don't know the hardware thing of it yeah. But I know on Nerf's devices, there is um, the RAM oops logger, I think it's called. So good. Which will log into, well, that type of memory. I don't think it's the regular RAM. But it means that if your device crashed and restarts and comes up okay, 
you can actually take a look at what brought it down because some of it will have survived the reboot. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. But yeah, uh, things that degrade. It's very natural. Harness the entropy. It's not bit rot. <laughs> it's data composting. <laughs> yeah, bit rot is fascinating, mm. and it's very varies a lot from language to language. So what I've learned TDD by going to meetups. What have you learned? Well, I will say that type of learning is a super interesting aspect of and good reason to go to that type of event where someone is excited about something and shares it usually with limited nuance and just sheer enthusiasm. <laughs> it's like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Because I, I like that energy, even when I disagree with the particular thing. <laughs> and it's a good way of picking up new things and becoming curious about new things. I think I think the most sort of relevant meetup type of deal I've been to and learned at was when I think it was Text Talk uh, and it was the Gothenburg uh, software craftsmanship meetup or something. And they did a bunch of things on event sourcing. So first they talked about event sourcing on the back end and like event sourcing concepts and scalability and how that helps scalability. And then another person from the same company gave a presentation on event sourcing in the front end with the type of uh, React and Redux approach. This was when that was relatively new. I I thought that was a nice, a nice sort of setup of two topics that that definitely went together, but was also in sort of opposite ends of the application. So the newer thing for me there was was uh, event sourcing the front end, as they call it, where uh, I hadn't seen the type of uh, dev tooling that Redux enables, and I was as I was very excited about it because seemed like it could help like the application we had would have been immensely helped by being able to send off um like a dump of this this was the state that brought us here uh, this was the series of events that brought us here like a debug just sending a debug dump to to support instead of uh com- instead of just a complaint or at least when you're trying to help someone it's like oh you end up in this state can you press this button and send us a debug them? I was very excited about that prospect. Uh, we never went there because we didn't have React or Redux because <laughs> we were doing an Angular 1 app and it would never leave Angular 1. Mm, yeah, that's the fate of very many Angular 1 apps. It's also the fate of very, very many things uh, I get excited about. It's like, oh, I want to implement this right now. Uh doesn't really fit right now oh yeah uh, and then abandoned and then forgotten and then i realized oh and the, this is the like they've they've released four new event store type of dios for managing state in the front and now uh, i'm no longer interested nah it wouldn't be quite fun to have the time and energy to get something like that to a bloggable level 
So implement some prototype and then write about it. But on the other hand, I don't know. I could also spend my time by watching the sea or walking around in the forest. And that seems kind of nice too. So you're saying that that's uh, better than meeting developers? I don't know. Meeting developers is, I think that's a good thing. At least for the level of, I have these problems. I can whine about them and hopefully someone will say, well, have you tried looking at this library or something like that? Um, But I don't know about the blogging about stuff or trying to get a little better every day and stuff. I'm kind of, I think I'm at a point in life where I would like to be mediocre. Medi- How do you even say that? Mediocre. Yeah, that one. Uh, for a while now. Oh. I don't need to level up like power level for a while. I can just stay at this level and maybe do some some raids or whatever. Oddly, <laughs> half-fitting metaphor could be good. So, yeah. I don't think I think about sort of, oh, I have to get better or I have to publish. or No, I do, I do feel some of that pressure, especially with things I've started where, like, of course, I want to make more videos. Uh, and every now and then I end up having a gap because I screwed something up or I just the plane didn't get, get to it or have time or things happened. Um, and, like, I don't blog as often as I like, that kind of thing. But... I don't think about improvement in that way. I don't think. What I get out of meeting developers is mostly the sort of energy and enthusiasm. Uh, It can be exhausting, so I don't want to do it constantly. But I do really enjoy just talking to people and sharing enthusiasm and sort of discussing the things I care about because I do care a fair bit about tech and development, uh, even when I get sick of it. That's a good point. What types of what types of gatherings do you think you'd like more of? I would love to just meet like a dozen of developers over a pizza and watch a presentation. The presentation doesn't even need to be there. It could be like an old talk on YouTube or something. Uh, and then oh. talk about it and eat some more pizza. It's, yeah... Yeah, sort of pizza and movie night with a bunch of developers. Absolutely. Low key. Oh, actually, like pull together a screening of hackers. That's what I'd like to do. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Or it was last time I looked at it. No, it held up last time I looked at it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's, but it's also quite dark outside and my energy levels are incredibly low so if you ask me in the summer i would probably answer something more enthusiastic (laughs) i think that's fair and like a pizza and a talk i don't think that's i don't think there's anything wrong with that indeed what kind of meetups are you would you like to have if you could just snap your fingers and summon one (laughs) i would love to go to sort of kind of in-depth elixir things where oh today we're getting into gleam which is not elixir technically but or today we're we're doing something on membrane or like workshops and and things where where people teach me things um i think that's something i i'd love to 
I'd love to experience firsthand and I really look forward to conference season sort of and hope to get to go to as many as possible. So like I, I have a bunch of friends in the US that I want to meet and conference with, confer with, you know. <laughs> I don't know how many conferences I will be able to hit in the US uh, because it's it's incredibly inconvenient. But yeah, I'll I'll be thinking about that. Right now I'm just looking at the EU ones and there's a few coming up that I'll almost definitely hit. Ooh, big yawn. Big yawn conf. Yes, big yawn conf. Let's see. So, for example, Elixir Conf Lisbon. That's the one I have definitely sort of hardlined it into my plans. Uh, Codebeam Stockholm, supposedly a one-day one-track this time. And uh, it will be in May, if I got it right. I just spoke to one of the <laughs> organizers. So, And then uh, Codebeam Europe will be in Berlin. Lovely. Yeah, and I think I could hit that as well. So I, I think I'll I'll hit a few conferences and I hope to sort of get started with giving talks at them. Pretty nervous about that. But yeah. sort of locally and at the scale of meetups and after work events, I've started this connection with some local Elixir developers and I'm really keen to see sort of where that can be taken. So we have scheduled another session and i've convinced a hapless CEO, a cto of a local company that he will present something that he's noodling on with elixir at that point and we'll sort of have a discussion around that at the next one and then i hope to appoint someone else to have a presentation for the the one after that so i'll sort of i'll be the master of ceremonies of these things uh, and the and kind of lead the discussion and make sure that there is a discussion and then um, hopefully sort of coax people into trying elixir and trying to do things with it that they want to get done and if i if we repeat this type of event at least three times let's say i think that's the time where i turn it into an actual meetup and just register it and then i think there's a decent chance to sort of turn varberg into uh, an unusually elixir heavy little city which would be delightful to me. Yeah. Elixir, capital of Sweden. Yeah. And I kind of want to try to pull together some maybe non-Elixir specific events as well. Just make sure, sure that the, the technically social, <laughs> the tech social thing happens in the town. Because it's very satisfying to me. And like I like making things happen. I like showing people that it's possible to do do pretty much whatever especially in tech especially as developers we have so much leverage there's almost no cost in pulling together a dozen developers and feeding them beer for an evening compared to a developer salary so if it makes all your developers a little bit happier most companies are okay with doing it at least most companies that have sort of agency and not uh, too much bureaucracy so it's a cool thing and uh, i want to do more cool things maybe I wonder what it would cost to do a screening of hackers, a private screening of hackers. Do you need a do you need permissions for that or can you just rent it somewhere? I don't know. That's part of the copyright law I haven't really delved into. Because there's a very nice old theater in Varberg. I guess it might not have a cinema screen though. No, probably doesn't. But there's also a pretty nice cinema. 
And I guess you could rent that. Yeah, maybe you can ask the people at the cinema. Oh, I bet I can. Uh, yeah, but if they can get a copy of Hackers and show it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe th- maybe that, or maybe they, they're just like, yeah, bring your own media. We assume you have the rights. <laughs> so if you're showing it to a, a constrained uh, set of people, like uh, like a private gathering, I don't think you actually need a license. You just need a legal copy of it. Yeah. I haven't thought about it really, but I assume I can rent it at a some kind of streaming service or potentially buy it as a download somewhere. Get it on DVD. Blu-ray. Yeah, that too. I think the the cinema tapes uh, or whatever, or cinema hard drives, I guess it's these days, would be quite uh, cost prohibitive to get. <laughs> yeah, would be cool though. Yeah, that'd be that'd feel boss. Yep. Maybe maybe that's something I'll pull together. So this is also a thing I constantly sort of noodle on. It's how to how to do good events because going somewhere, having some beers, eating, uh, talking, no direction at all, generally works. That's fine, but it's more memorable usually. The better organized it is the more sort of effort people put into at least providing guidance. Sometimes the guidance is, uh, this is a night of uh, senseless debauchery, eat, drink, uh, and be merry. There will be no talks. <laughs> okay, yeah, then then you know what's going on. But oftentimes it's like, yeah, let's show up and have some beers. And that's usually nice, but I don't think it makes all that much of a long-term lasting impression or doesn't form very strong memories unless something kind of exceptional happens. Yeah. Actually, I'm curious. Uh, I put together a thing before Codebeam, right? You remember? You did. Yeah, it was amazing. What was your experience of that whole thing? Because I tried to do it in a particular way, and I haven't really sought a ton of feedback about how that was. I The experience was mostly a happy haze over many hours <laughs> they had good wine it was good food really good food it was really uh, good food i'm very happy about the food yeah not cheap food very happy still <laughs> indeed it was also a very good atmosphere yeah like a good place overall and it was nice to meet that mix of people yeah it was interesting because it was you and I knew each other, and I knew Frank Hunleth that was there from Nerves. And then it was my team that I know, and that you are somewhat familiar with, a few of them. I've seen them. Yeah, I've just spoken to a few of them, at least one of them. Yeah. And then there was a bunch of people, like one of them I'd had a call with at some point. Then there was at least three people I had no relationship to, I think. No previous relationship, or four even. A few. And that became people that I spoke to for the rest of the conference because this was the day before the conference. And my goal of this whole thing was to connect my team that are relatively new in Elixir, are very new in Elixir at that time, with people in Elixir and Erlang and give them some sort of buoys of people that they will recognize in the sea of people during the conference. And I think it achieved that. I'm curious, was it sort of a memorable event, even if, if hazy from the wine? Yeah, absolutely. It fi- filled me with joy and made the conference so much better. 
So it worked, I think. I'm glad. So w- one of the things we did was to to have this sort of workshop before where we got to noodle around with technical things. Do you think that was a good step or something to revise? I think it was good. But maybe I think one thing that could work better, this is a one to have more people try to install and try to set everything up before like <laughs> a week before or something yes yeah. work out the kinks before uh but that's also a even if you have 200 people trying to set it up and and getting started three of the people who show up to the workshop will have problems with it because they are using some exotic setup or are just yeah. plain bad luck yeah but there was definitely some low-hanging fruit in that setup process that i could have caught so i think that's good that's yeah. a good call also uh <laughs> conference wi-fi and uh, raspberry pi zeros that only speak 2.4 gigahertz fun <laughs> that one was interesting yeah yeah that's a, a thing that can be can be taken care of until next time yeah just some things some things I did not expect to have challenges with. Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of Wi-Fi should be ubiquitous, right? I also ran some sort of team building efforts before then. And team building, I know, is one of those things that many developers are like, oh no, not team building. In this case, uh, like I got to hang out with some of the coolest people I know. So <laughs> it was pretty neat. And it was mostly successful. I will say I as the person in charge i definitely underestimated how unpleasant some of my team members find being photographed they were well prepared for the fact that we were going to take pictures because we took some team photos if you go to the the website and look at the team page uh, there's photos there from that and i think they turned out well but i was the only one that actually enjoyed having my picture taken because that's something i find rather fun as a sort of old larper and like i'm not afraid of striking a pose um unfortunately most of my team probably more had a sort of traumatic bonding experience over the whole thing but they were good sports about it well that works too and uh i while i did apply some pressure in regards to like this is this is part of the plan um they they had plenty of time up front to sort of if they had thought it was a super bad idea they could certainly have pushed me on it now um i think they were also a little bit surprised about how uncomfortable they were but we were taking the pictures on the street as well which i think made it more difficult not everyone has has experience being goofy in public sort of indeed i'm usually quite goofy in public but i also look like two goblins in a trench coat on photos i don't know uh, I think you have a theatrical vein in you, so I don't think you're too too bothered. Indeed, I'm just very, just not very photo photogenic. No, I wouldn't say that. The word is got a rustic way about you. That's true. Gotta wear those those uh, plaid shirts. Yeah. So, hmm, interesting. So, did you build team? Did it work, or has everyone just quit? No, uh, they're still around, so I think it mostly worked. Oh, good. So the day was a uh, common breakfast at a nice cafe. Uh, then the photographer showed up. And then we went around with her and 
took some pictures. Then we had some space before lunch. I ended up buying a couple of a pair of Doc Martens because we un- ended up near a Doc Martens store and everyone wanted to look at boots. So nice. Um, I was happy with it. And then we went for a sort of uh, improvised lunch. We would, weren't sure where the photography would end. I knew the rough area we would be in. So the team just, we, we sort of worked our way through a few options and, and decided to sit down and have a burger at a place. Good lunch. And then we went towards uh, Gamla Stan, so because this was in Stockholm, so the old town, where I had scheduled an escape room kind of deal where they have an escape room you do on the town. So you run around uh, being goofy uh, in the city, but not uh, being photographed being goofy in the city. So that worked quite well. Uh, Everyone enjoyed it. (laughs) There was one place where we got stuck for way too long because we uh, completely missed uh, a detail because we were looking at a particular plaque from the wrong direction. (laughs) Oh no! Uh, but everything else we sort of nailed. Uh, I, it's probably fortunate that we did get stuck there. Otherwise, like uh, it would have been uh, a very short session <laughs> because we were quite fast at most everything else. Uh, so that that was a fun, fun sort of team deal, and it's very clear that the, this team works well together because talk. And I like this about escape rooms because it makes so much sense to split the work in many of these so in this case it was stuff like oh we need to decipher this part this is the key this is the thing this is the order we need to do it okay we need two people reciting these things to each other and a third one that's uh, trying to figure out what it says before (laughs) before we have to decode the whole thing and um yeah it was just a super super effective team (laughs) it was very very fun to to do Next time I might pick an indoor escape room just because, uh, or if I do an escape room again with them, I would probably pick an indoor one just because they can do much more interesting things indoors where they control the entire environment while yeah. they mostly have to integrate with whatever's there when you're when you're on the town. But it was it was neat. Yeah, I, it worked well. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then we went for a couple of beers, had a dinner. And uh, went for drinks after, I think. And that was a, a fairly thorough day. Um, and yeah, the point of it was to include a bunch of time for us to just talk and spend time, which happened and which was good. Because I knew we were going to spend time with people they didn't know as well. And that wasn't our team. The next day and the day after that was going to be the conference with all the strangers. So it was sort of intended as an on-ramp. And I think all in all, like the the idea of the design worked out. Um, I'm keen to, to try to design more uh, in the future, but it won't be the same thing because I don't have the same situation. Indeed. But it sounds like a good thing to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love for, for sort of the Underjord pre-conference uh, pre-hack or whatever to be uh yeah. to be a thing people want and uh, yeah. look for and uh, we'll see so we'll see what i figure out we'll see what's legal to do in lisbon yeah i have no idea about what lisbon is <laughs> so i should probably go to that conference we'll see if there's money for it when yeah 
it starts to get more urgent well, you can always try a diversity a diversity ticket it's like oh i'm from an underfunded startup yeah <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i'm not very diverse i'm from way up north uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> from north of the wall you know yeah so you don't need any any air conditioning when i'm around how many goblins in a trench coat do you actually have attending this conference exactly mm. they have way too few or way they haven't realized how many they have so i could go for that all right but it sounds like i need to pull together um like a cinema viewing <laughs> here in Vodberg yes actually that's it's also something i'm i'm looking into there is um i was gonna say high school but it's, it's essentially university Högskola. we're here we're, i don't know it might technically be a part of the university it's campus Varberg, so it, it's uh i think it's Högskola Niborås that has it here but i'm not sure huh i thought it was its own thing uh, it's a maybe it's a something merged. for sure <laughs> Yeah, they're doing the education thing. Yeah, but they have a system developer program that's entirely focused on .NET. And I'm having some conversations uh, with the people that go there because some of them were at this uh, beer meetup. And I'm starting to think about the possibility of maybe trying to get a guest speaking session in there just to introduce them to like, oh, there's a different world out there. Uh, this is one of the concepts that you will probably encounter. Functional programming. It's also used widely throughout data science for these and these and these reasons. So maybe you should be aware of it. Uh, also, this is how you build something really quickly without implementing 200 classes. But yeah, essentially a speed run of, well, you have options. But also that means there are there's a ton of programming students in the city. And most of them i believe don't necessarily have a strong connection to sort of uh, a technical or developer community because there's not a an established strong one in Warburg yet so inviting them to a movie screening could be interesting and sort of go eh, uh, today we're gonna learn about our roots <laughs> this this is yeah. a traditional piece of uh, programming culture i guess hack the gibson it is and it's like sure you're you're studying windows but let's let's tell you all about unix yeah ah, it could be interesting see if a few students want a free free movie experience with a sort of programmer tinge uh, i'm at a very idea generating uh, state of mind and it's always dangerous <laughs> 